The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. One act of kindness can start a domino effect. In celebration of her 40th birthday, Tamara Letter decided to complete 40 random acts of kindness and share them with the world. Tamara is also an educator who specializes in kids and technology. I'd love to talk first about kids and technology. So you help teachers with technology in the classroom, right? That is correct. Yes, I go into their classrooms and I plan with the teachers before the lesson and then I can work with them in any collaborative function that they like. And we get the kids going with technology and finding great ways to use that in our everyday procedures in school. So that sounds super, super fun. But then the parent part of me, my parent brain kicks in and says, oh, I wish we didn't have technology because (laughs) at home we have to deal with technology and it seems scary. It's, It's a very scary world out there in that respect to me. Do you agree with that? I'm a parent myself. I have three children and I absolutely understand that fear completely because technology is ever changing and it seems like it's even more rapid of a change than it was even five years ago. So there is a a fear for parents of, I don't, don't want my children to use this technology and use it the wrong way and the impact of that, which is even more reason why we need to find creative ways to use it into the classroom because our students, this is their world. They, they're growing up in a digital age. And so we're kind of the ones with the learning curve. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if we can kind of guide our students and, and mold them and, and show them the, the best way to use the technology and in other ways to make this world a better place to live, then it's a win for everyone. So as a mom and, um, and an educator, do you feel like it's possible to teach kids, even when they're kind of, their brains are developing and they're learning what it feels like to be kind and unkind, do you feel like it's possible to teach them how to use the internet or, for good? Or do you feel like, okay, they've got to get to a certain age level before they're really ready? Well, I feel it is a developmental process. So our children in the younger years, their brains are growing and changing so rapidly in that zero to five year age range that they actually need a lot of face-to-face contact and interaction with other children and learning how to be kind socially uh, in those situations. And as they start to develop a little bit more and learn a little bit more deeper abstractly about the world around them, that's an opportunity where they are having um, more interaction with the digital world and being able to support them in that and encourage them and show them the ways to use technology in a positive manner that benefits themselves is kind of the first stepping stone to helping them feel confident in their own use of technology before branching off with collaborations and communications with other people digitally. So in the elementary school, it's a great time to have them maybe use technology uh, in a setting in a small group station, helping each other troubleshoot some things. How do I get to this? How do I get to that? And then as they start to develop through those years, having uh, 
access to technology tools that allow them to communicate and collaborate uh, helps them to guide those foundational blocks that will eventually help them when they get into middle school and secondary schools where they're having to really engage in social media and use some of these other sites to promote themselves as people and putting their thoughts and opinions in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what <laughs> what thoughts and opinions should go out into the world and which ones <laughs> we just want to keep for ourselves, right? <laughs> exactly. That's also part of the learning process is mm-hmm. knowing <laughs> which things are said and which things are not. And also, what do we do when we see those things out there that we know are inappropriate? Mm -hmm. So all of that is part of that learning process. My third grader came home yesterday and said, oh, mom, they set up an email address. We set up email addresses in class today. And I I was like, what? I I mean... (laughs) Is that, is that more the norm? Am I becoming an old lady that I'm like, what? You're in third grade and you have an email address? Or is that, you know, is that the norm these days? Well, I think it depends on the programs that you're using. Uh, we use Google Apps for Education, and, uh, and they have, actually, it's called G Suite now, and they have this great platform of things that students can do uh, in using tools that they can eventually use even as adults. But in order for them to log into just that basic Google platform, they do have to have an email address. So depending on the district that your child's in, Uh, they might have that email enabled or they might have that email disabled, but it's still an email address just as a login. Mm. And so that's how we use it in our district. It's actually disabled, but they have to have that. Google says you need an email address to have an account. So we have our students set up with those accounts. They use it more as a login than an actual communication email And that gives them kind of the entry portal into some of these other tools that they can use to collaborate and connect with their classmates and create things. Got it. So you were in a classroom after Hurricane Harvey when you saw technology really being used for good. Can you tell us about that? So we wrote a grant a couple of years back uh, for a passion for kindness because we wanted to make kindness a priority in our classrooms and move forward with that as a deliberate skill set in our students. And we set out our lesson plans and we had our ideas of what we wanted to do. And a friend of mine on Twitter showed me a YouTube link of a student in her school um, who lived in Texas and had just gone through Hurricane Harvey, which ironically for us is the same time of year now. And we're having a hurricane starting to pummel towards our state of Virginia. So it's very, um, it's very relative to our students now. But We were in class and we showed the video and it was an eight-year-old boy named Jetstream Jackson. He was talking about his love for weather and green screen videos, but he showed the destruction that had happened in his small town. And through watching that video, he had a plea that we just needed to help each other. And he had a vision to rebuild playgrounds, not only in his devastated area, but also in the areas of Florida and Puerto Rico. And he asked for help. And so that became our lesson at the beginning of the year last year was how do we help this eight-year-old boy do something good for his community and for other communities? And so he started a fundraiser called Kind Coins, and we agreed that it was something we should help him out with, and our students brought in their 
extra spare change and we collected it and we sent it on to Texas and we hoped for the best that it went towards their, uh, their rebuilding of the playground, not even realizing that we would be able to keep in touch with the progress throughout the year. And we were able to connect with him at the end of the year mm -hmm. to actually see him playing on that brand new playground. That's the power of kindness when you can kind of see that ripple effect take place. And that set our whole year with our kindness journey. Oh my gosh, how neat to see it come full circle like that. That's so special. It was incredible. You began your teaching career in 1997. And so I would imagine that obviously the technology in the classroom has changed since then. Do you think that kindness has changed in the classroom since then? I think kindness has always been interwoven into the curriculum as students are making their rules for their classroom and learning how to get along with their classmates and just dealing with social interactions in general. I think the differences that we've seen, especially in relation to technology, is the instant access that we have to the world that we just didn't have in 1997. Um, I think at that time, we, many of us were probably still using dial-up to get onto the <laughs> internet to get connected and Cell phones weren't even readily available at a low cost, and we definitely did not have iPads and things like that. So I think now, with the advent of this technology, how easy it is for us to gain access to the world around us. We have such potential to strengthen our skills of empathy and to dive into this concept of compassion and what it means and how we can do it and how can we can share it with the world now. When we would do kind acts before, they were they were great and they were wonderful and they had the same impact that they do now, but we just didn't have a way to share that with the world. And now, more than 20 years later, we have so many different outlets where we can share kindness. We can post pictures, we can share videos, we can have chat groups about it. We have different organizations that are creating resources for classroom teachers. There's just such a wealth of information out there that is readily available at our fingertips. And children have such instant access to the world through their digital devices. So if we can hone in on that and capture that and find a way to cultivate that so that our students can lead the way in this journey of kindness, I think that's where we're going to see that power increase in the future years. Mm-hmm. And all of this, the, the kindness part especially, is, is pretty close to your heart, I know. You, a few years ago, did 40 acts of kindness on your 40th birthday. What spurred that? Was it something you saw in the classroom, or was it just something in your heart? It was something in my heart. I was turning 40. It's a milestone birthday. I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I happened to be on Pinterest and I was looking for some birthday ideas and I came across a blog post of a woman who had done 34 acts of kindness for her 34th birthday. So I thought, oh, that'd be kind of fun. I could do that for my 40th. I was sitting beside my friend Lisa and she just took that concept and rolled with it. And she said, oh, I think you should write a story about every act of kindness you do and we could put it on a blog. And I didn't even really know what blogs were at the time, <laughs> but she said, well, let's put it on a blog and we can share it with the world and you can inspire other people to do acts of kindness. And so that's kind of what sparked the journey. And then I did, I dove right in and did certain acts of kindness and they just kind of kept rolling in. At first I thought I had to be very deliberate about planning it all out. And then I realized that oftentimes kindness happens organically. It's where we are and in the right place at the right time. 
but it really did shift my mindset and the view in which I see the world because now I just see so many plentiful opportunities to show kindness to others. Whereas before it was more of a a planned event to do it for my birthday. Now it's just a part of who I am. Yeah. Isn't that interesting when that shift happens? I've had people say to me, you know, do you have a list of acts of kindness that we can do? And I I just want to somehow share with them that like, just go do life and love on the person in front of you, right in front of you in that moment. And that's where the magic really happens. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You can start with a plan, which I know a lot of people like to have that sheet of paper and checking things off that list. But the reality is when you start to see the world around you and see the people for being people and humans and everyone out there has such value and promise and purpose, you start to realize, wow, you know, we're in this all together and we can make each other's lives better we can take that one little step forward to remind you that you're loved and remind you that you matter and your opinions are important and your the smile on your face brightens my day. And I might need to let you know that because you don't even realize how yeah. amazing you are. <laughs> so kindness kind of gives us that green light to be the people that we've always wanted to be but felt like we couldn't. We'll get back to our conversation with Tamara in a moment. But first, today's Kindness Call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hello, this is Hannah from Evansville, Wisconsin. I have a kindness story. My kindness story is we were at this grocery store, and I saw Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in the candy aisle, and I thought of Mrs. Tep. So, and I knew that those were her favorite candies. So I bought them, and then I wanted it to be a secret spy mission where she didn't know who it was from, but Mrs. Tep is never at her desk. So I just d- decided to give it to her, and she's really happy. When I came in from recess, I saw the bag open on her desk, and I knew that she liked it. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. Now, my guess is if you were this intentional for 40 days that you were, you know, celebrating your birthday, that your children must have seen some sort of change happen. They must have somehow been a part of that. And you have kids in multiple age ranges. So did you try to engage them or did that happen? It happened organically because you're right. I have um, children in, in a wide span. There is 11 years age difference between my oldest and my youngest. And many times when I do acts of kindness, they were with me simply because I couldn't leave them home by themselves or <laughs> a kindness opportunity would happen when they were with me. And so, yeah, I kind of led by example and I didn't make it a big life lesson in the moment. I just kind of did the kindness act. And sometimes we would talk about it and other times they just observed. But now that a few years have passed and my children have grown older, that thread of kindness is becoming more apparent in their own lives because the conversations that they have and the things they notice they can do for other people are starting to become more evident. And that's when I'm like, wow, they had seeds of kindness planted in them without me even realizing that I was cultivating the soil. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty powerful when you suddenly have that eye-opening moment that you have shared kindness and it 
and it continued beyond you. You scattered those seeds far beyond where you ever thought you would. And they have, um, they, they call it the kindness trifecta, mm-hmm. where if you receive an act of kindness or you give an act of kindness, or if you even just witness an act of kindness, you have this chemical release in your body these feel-good chemicals that kind of go through, and it sticks with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the power of doing these acts of kindness and sharing the stories behind them is because we're allowing that to permeate society and to just scatter these seeds and plant them because we just never know when those seeds are going to bloom in other people. Yes. And you never know when, when someone is witnessing something that you did that you didn't even, you know, realize. It's especially with technology, when something goes on and people can watch some, an act of kindness. So now I want to get into the really fun stuff. Will you share with us some of your acts of kindness, your favorite kindness stories? Oh my goodness, there's so many. We could do a podcast for years. <laughs> Good. Let's start with five um, minutes. <laughs> okay, I love it. Five minutes will work. Um, you know, I think there's lots of little acts of kindness that have always been near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I, I like the simple moments. I like those moments where uh, I'm walking across the hall from someone else at school and they look like they're kind of having a rough day and I smile at them and say hi and they look up and their face brightens a little. Like that moment is just as important as some of the grander acts of kindness that I've done. They fill my heart with such joy. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite acts of kindness, I think, that we did happened organically. Uh, we had... Um, a tragedy in our community where a friend of mine's child passed away at a really young age. And some gals got together, me included, and we kind of developed our own little secret sister group. And we intentionally blessed this family every single month for a year with kindness, but we did it all in secrecy. So they didn't know who we are, who we were. They didn't quite know where the gifts and the presents and the sweet notes were coming from. We just signed everything Secret Sisters. And then after that year had passed, we had a celebration where we revealed our identities to the family. And that was so powerful for all of us. I think we were probably just as blessed, if not more, <laughs> than the family that we were trying to bless because we joined together as a group for an entire year focused on kindness. It was so powerful. Wow. I just get chills even thinking about that. And it makes me want to go and do it. It makes me want to go gather a group of girls up and say, okay, the next time we hear something happen, you know, let's do this, which is absolutely that's the contagiousness of kindness. Absolutely. Kindness is contagious like that. It, It really is. And it's funny you mentioned that because I've heard of other secret sister startup groups that have popped up and that ripple effect is continuing with other people getting a group of, of individuals together to bless a family, to bless an individual, to reach out anytime at all that we can inspire someone else with kindness. That's the point. That's the real richness of the power of kindness. Mm-hmm. Well, based on your expertise with being in the classroom with technology and your expertise as a mom, is there anything that you wish parents knew? I wish that parents could recognize the potential that their children have to truly impact the world in a positive way. As a parent myself, 
I know that sometimes I fall into that trap of wanting to keep my kids so safe and, and keep them close to me and, and not let them interact with other people and interact and do other things. But our children are so powerful with their voice and their actions and being able to kind of cultivate that through their childhood and recognize the potential they have for greatness in this world and to inspire them through our own actions. As I was doing the acts of kindness, I wasn't really thinking about my kids watching me. It, that didn't come till later. And now I think, wow, everything I do, everything I say, my kids are watching me and they are making those decisions about who they want to be and how they want to be based on what they see. So I guess if I had any advice for parents, it would be to be mindful of that and then to look for those moments where you can empower your kids to shine a light on kindness, to take that initiative to bless others in the world, and to truly own their own story of kindness. Mm, beautiful. You are letting your light shine so beautifully, Tamara, and I thank you for sharing it with us today on the Kindness Podcast. Well, thank you, Nicole. It was such a joy to chat with you today. That was a conversation with Tamara Letter. You can connect with Tamara on Twitter at Tamara Letter or visit her website at TamaraLetter.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, make sure to spread some kindness in the review section. 